when we talk about living our lives uh, for God, we must recognize the fact that it's a battle. It's a fight. Uh, I don't know why it is sometimes as believers that we just have this mentality that life should just be easy to follow God. Why do we think like that? You know? Um, I mean, to be a believer in our day and age, you, you know, everything is against you. You realize that, right? I mean, in, you know, uh, I'll pick on, on Amy in a, sec- in, a, in, a, in a sense. You know, I mean, she's in this new age, coffee, avant-garde, whatever you want to call it, you know? And, and I'm sure that it's the cutting edge of all kinds of things, including moral and ethical things. You know, we live in a society that's very progressive. And that includes progressive when it comes to sin. People are very passionate today. Passionate for things that often are sinful things. I mean, we battle today with, this, with moral freedom. You should be able to love who you want. doesn't matter about the gender. We're going to get to the point where it doesn't matter about the species. <laughs> we kick up against that. You know that, right? To take a, a biblical, scriptural stand on morals and ethics. You know, this whole Me Too movement, I think is, is great. I mean, I, so much, it's so much hypocrisy in the whole thing. <laughs> because it's, it's really a lot of the, the people who are the biggest perpetrators are the guys that talk about sexual freedom and liberty. And uh, now they've all been outed as doing it at the expense of others. As believers in Yeshua, people who say we want to follow God, we are not immune to the temptations that exist in the world. And if we don't want to succumb to the temptations of the world, we need to be willing to fight. Fight against these forces which quite often means we need to struggle within ourselves. This morning, what we're going to be talking about is walking out our freedom in Messiah through battle. All right, And, and my goal, my hope, is to just provide some encouragement for the battle. But the whole issue really comes down to a question. Are you willing to battle? Are you willing to battle? Open up your scriptures to the book of Galatians, chapter 5. Got like, uh, this is the third, next week, two more sermons after this in the book of Galatians, and then we'll be done. Galatians, chapter 5, page 1117 in the Congregational Tanakh. Galatians, chapter 5, verse 13. I'm going to start with verse 13 where I started back uh, when I preached this before I left to go out of town. It says, Brothers and sisters, you were called to freedom. Only do not let your freedom become an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. We are free. Isn't that amazing? You do not earn your relationship with God. There's this freedom that we have to live and follow God. It's not by compulsion so much easier if it was compulsion. You know, if you were to just do so many of this and whatever, then you know you're, you're in. 
You know, a lot of people like that. They like to, to feel like they're earning this relationship with God. That's why religion generally is all about doing and doing and doing, and therefore you know you're, you're earning that relationship with God. God says it's free. It's free because if you believe in Yeshua, you're free <laughs> from your sin. You don't have to, you're, you're in relationship with me. But all too often, our struggle as followers of Messiah, especially in our hedonistic, narcissistic society of complete freedom, leads us to too often slip into the flesh. Right? Just tend to indulge ourselves. It's part of society. That's why we have to battle. The... Uh, the main thing I want to challenge us with today is this phrase that's up on the board, walking out your freedom in Messiah by fighting against your flesh by walking in the Ruach. We've talked about the Ruach. The whole book of Galatians is all about the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. But this morning to understand that the text we're going to look at, which is the key text, 15, chapter 5, verses 16 through the end of the chapter, is all about this understanding that if we are walking in the Ruach, in the Spirit of God, it requires that we fight against the flesh because the spirit and the flesh are in opposition to one another. And so the thing I want you to, to really consider as we talk this morning is, is, are you up for the fight? Are you up for the fight? Is it total war? <laughs> is it total war against the flesh? against the things that would minimize and oppose the Ruach, the Spirit, in your life. Uh, again, uh, the, uh, the term, uh, it says walk, but the, the, the Greek term that's used is reflective of the Hebrew word halakha. And halakha is a great word. You know, I mean, it's been within the Jewish vocabulary from the beginning, but the understanding of walking out relationship with God that's, that's, that's the point of the word halakha, is I want us to understand it. So when we use the word, and when you think about the word, don't think Jewish law, okay? Don't think, you know, the mitzvahs and all that stuff. Instead, think about walking out God's instructions. Walking out God's instructions, because that's really what we have to do. Day by day by day. And if you're willing to day by day by day walk out God's instructions in your life, you will indeed do well in the battle for your faith. Now let's take a look at some text. We're going to first start by looking at chapter 5, verse 16, uh, one more time. We ended with it last time. We're going to start with it this time. He says, but I say, walk by the Ruach, and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. Walk by the Ruach, and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. That seems a little simplistic. Doesn't it seem, it seem simplistic to you? You mean if I just walk in the Spirit, if I, what does that mean to walk? What does it mean to walk? You know what it really means, and it's on there? <clears throat> it means that it is your passionate desire on a day-by-day basis to do the things that please the Spirit of God in your life, that submit to His instruction for your life. To walk in the Spirit, by the Spirit, I love that preposition. If you're genuinely, passionately desiring to walk 
by the Spirit of God, in the Spirit of God, through the Spirit of God, in your day-to-day life, you will not end up fulfilling the, the, the lusts of the flesh. You're not going to end up going off the derrick in any significant way. You know, I, I, I mean, mentioned Amy. I mean, I always think about it because, you know, I've been to a few cafes, coffee shop type places, and it's an interesting collection of people, okay? It's because people, people are interested in new things, or usually people are interested in new things. I mean, Aaron could get up here and talk about what, what it's like to walk in the film industry, all right? Uh, Mike could talk about what it's like to walk in the, in the financial world. Uh, uh, David in the business world. Bob in the massage therapy world, or uh, therapeutic massage. Music, I mean, uh, Howard. Guys, I mean, pick your world. High schoolers. You walk down the hall at Niles North. The world is, is lost and broken, and we're surrounded by the temptations of the flesh, right? But you know what's interesting? If we are committed to walking every day, day by day, in the Spirit of God, and we're keeping our focus on the Lord our God, we, in essence, will not go off to the right or the left. We will, we will not be inclined to the right or the left because we know it will take us from the clear path of the Spirit in our lives. We must understand the importance of self-motivation, personal desire if we're going to walk by the Spirit in our lives and avoid the flesh. If you wake up in the morning and you don't desire to live your life that day, today, for the Lord, then you're probably going to go off to the right or to the left. If you wake up in the morning and your desire is to walk in the Spirit, your desire is to please God, your desire is to serve God this day, then the odds are you're not going to go off to the right or the left. You say, well, you keep talking about the same thing. Right, and the reason is because so often for followers of Messiah Yeshua today in our world, people go off to the right or the left. Because when they wake up in the morning, the first thought on their mind isn't to please the Lord their God. You know, we added in the new Siddur something. Bob, Bob had all kinds of ideas for the Siddur. I think that came out of his experience growing up, you know. In, uh, and one of the things that he, he really wanted to add, and we added it. It's on page 128. Here, turn to it. Page 128. In traditional uh, Jewish thought and practice, uh, this prayer... Modeani is the first thing you utter in the morning. Take a look at this. All right? We'll just, let's, uh, uh, let's just read the English together. It's on top of page 129. I am thankful before you, living and eternal King, for returning my soul within me with compassion. Great is your faithfulness. Together, continuing, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Good understanding is to all who do so. His praise endures forever. Blessed is the name of his glorious kingdom forever and ever. In the morning when you wake up, does, does this prayer resonate with you? When you reflect back this morning when you woke up, were you thinking about the Lord your God, grateful for the fact that you woke up? We must have that kind of an attitude on a daily basis. If you wait to come to services once a week, 
to get some kind of a religious charge. You're not going to do well avoiding the, the flesh. You're just not going to do it. I always say, you know, it seems so simplistic, but yeah, but every single day, making time to read your scriptures, to be in prayer, all right? Connect with other believers. Share your faith. These are the basics that are critical for walking in the Ruach, walking in the Spirit every single day. So it's not rocket science. It's really desire. What are you passionate for? Are you passionate for the Lord? Are you passionate for the Lord? That's emotion. That's, that's energy. You can roll out of bed and go, oh, I got a headache. Oh, I've had, I don't feel good. I got a long day. God help me. It's okay. That's okay. Because that means that fundamentally you recognize to get through your day, you need the Lord your God to help strengthen you for the day. To walk out your day in the Ruach, and the Spirit. You can have that kind of mentality. You will not fall into the, the sin, which is what we're going to look at next. It's, uh, it's very interesting. Take a look at verse 17. For the flesh sets its desire against the Ruach, but the Ruach sets its desire against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another, so that you cannot do what you want. <laughs> I love these. And I could take probably about a month and preach this for weeks and weeks, but I don't have time. I'm going out of town again. Coming into the summer. I want you to think about this. You are in a battle. The flesh here is your sinful self. It's set against the Ruach, the Spirit of God living within you. If you are a follower in the Messiah, Yeshua, you've accepted Yeshua's atonement, you believe in Him, the Spirit of God is in you, and the Spirit is battling your flesh to strengthen you so that you would live your life in the Spirit. Well, I think the flesh likes that. Not much. Flesh wants to do what it wants to do. You ever wake up and, and say, I really want to do what I want to do. I want to do this sinful thing. That's human. It's human. It's the Spirit of God who says, wait a second. <laughs> That's not what God would want you to do. Oh, wretch. You ever give those little cartoons, the devil and the angel thing? You know, that's, I mean, in a sense, it's very scriptural uh, that we have this battle. Do you recognize it as a battle? Do you recognize it as a battle? The Spirit is against your flesh. It's an active battle. It's an opposition. But in verse 18, but if you are led by the Ruach, you are not under law. Now, the, then we're not going to touch that, because that's just basically, if you're led by the Ruach, then basically you're doing the things that God wants you to do anyway. That's the point of that. Now, the deeds of the flesh are clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, indecency, idolatry, witchcraft, hostility, strife, jealousy, rage, selfish ambition, dissension, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. Holy mackerel. Take a look. These are the deeds of the flesh, plural. In fact, what's fascinating is in the Greek and I'm not going to spell all these out. I think it's clear, <laughs> okay? But the point of the Greek words that are used is these are multiple deeds of the flesh. Do you realize you can sin in a variety of ways? Do you, you know, I mean, if anybody has any Italian extract, you know the Italians have all kinds of language that are swear words, okay? Uh, it's, it's fascinating, 
All right? Sin breeds new opportunities and ideas for sin. The reason I even bring it up is because what, what is it that is your area of weakness? I'll bet you it's a variant on someone else's area of weakness. There are so many different opportunities to engage in sinfulness that the flesh wants to lead us down. All these averas going off the way. What's yours? You must understand, as it says here about the requirement, what's required. Unless you personally submit to the Ruach, you determine, I want to walk my life in Him. Every single day, I want to walk in the Spirit. Unless you have that commitment, that personal submission, you're going to get off the way. There's just no way around it. Because the flesh in our society, which is so sinful, will easily lead you astray. I'm sure some of you, if I gave you the opportunity, you could come up here and stand right here and say, yeah, no, this happened to me. Yep, that happened to me. I got led astray. My life was inhibited terribly because of this sinful thing that just kind of started small and then it just grabbed me. How do we avoid that? We must submit personally to the Ruach day by day desiring the things that please him. You don't want to commit adultery. If you're married, then uh, as we studied in Prechiavon, don't talk to another woman. <laughs> uh, if you don't know what that was, just talk to me later. No, what does it say in the scriptures? Don't lust. Don't what Yeshua says. Don't, if, you, you know, if you look at a, at a woman you're not married to, it's adultery. So what's the easy solution to never ever getting into an adulterous relationship? Don't look improperly at a woman. I can say the same thing. Women, you don't want to get in an adulterous relationship. Don't look at a guy in, an, in a lustful way. If you are willing to walk in the Spirit, live your life through the power of the Spirit, every day get up and say, God, you have given me life. If you're willing to submit to that expectation and be committed to that in your life, you're not going to go off to the right or the left. But if you say, ah, it's only a little bit of nudity. <laughs> ah, it's, it's not a big deal that I hang out at nude beaches. It's just the best place for me to sunbathe. If, we, if you had that kind of mentality, like Tallis isn't cooperating in it, where you play on the edges, you like to get as close as you can to the edge when it comes to sin. Don't be surprised if you fall over the edge. We must clearly be submitted to the Ruach. We must have a clear commitment to holy living. You know, one of the things that, because uh, you go down here toward the end, uh, it talks about uh, drunkenness, carousing. You know, we live in a society today where there's just an awful lot of, of just, you know, uh, um, I mean, the word carousing, what was it? Just a lot of partying, you know. Just be aware of, of, of the fact that it's not too hard to go off the derrick. Even if you're a good, moral person, unless your commitment is to walk in the Ruach, the things that exist in the world can take you over the edge. Uh, you know, it's fascinating. One thing I wanted to mention uh, is that uh, if you look over, I'm just going to give it Philippians chapter 6. Philippians chapter 6, 
uh, is, the, um, is the whole listing. That's Philippians chapter 6. Uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 6 is the whole armor of God. You know, Philippians 6, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God. That's an, that's an intentional action. You know, if you yourself have been struggling with this and you are like, I'm not quite sure that I'm, you know, that I'm really walking the way I should, read, read uh, Ephesians chapter 6, 11 and following about the armor of God and ask yourself, you know, do I desire all these things from the Spirit to protect me against my flesh? Going back to the text here, though, whereas the, the things of the flesh are numerous, I'm warning, he says in verse uh, 21, I'm warning you, just as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit God's kingdom, but the fruit of the Ruach is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Fruit of the Spirit here, that's a singular. Isn't that interesting? Our lives, if we are walking in the Spirit, will produce spiritual fruit. And what's fascinating here, it's, it's a... It's a it's not talking about fruits, plural. Even though there's a listing of all these different wonderful characteristics and attributes, these are all treated as a singular result produced in our lives if we are walking in the Spirit. So one thing you can ask yourself is what am I producing spiritually? Are you producing love? Are you producing joy, patience, kindness? What's being produced out of your life? Think about that. Maybe that might be something that would be helpful because you may say, I'm a good person. I don't do bad things. Hopefully that's true. I mean, nobody in here that I know of has killed anybody lately or robbed any banks, all right? But one actually helpful consideration is what is your life spiritually producing? What are you producing? Spiritually speaking, what's the fruit of your life? He goes on, he says, against such things there's no law. That's a parallel, uh, which, which is uh, what you see in verse 18. But in verse 24, he says, now those who belong to Messiah have crucified the flesh with his passions and his desires. That's an interesting phrase, because in essence, dying to the flesh is the natural expectation of those who belong to Messiah. If you look at your life and you say, I really don't desire to live my life for God. <laughs> if you just, you know, you do a little personal analysis and you're like, yeah, I'm really not interested in living. I really don't want to submit to the Ruach. I really don't have a clear commitment to holiness. I really don't have that kind of an interest. I encourage you to reconsider the gospel message, the Bessorah. Because there seems to be an indication in this text that those who belong, that's possessive. Those who belong to the Messiah, those people are not going to be fulfilling the lusts of the flesh. It's a personal thing to think about. It's one of those verses that we, we scratch our heads to because I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm human. I struggle with the flesh. Hopefully you struggle with the flesh. But you struggle with it because you understand it's in opposition to the spirit living within you. If there's no sense of opposition to the spirit living within you, consider your own personal relationship with God. Maybe you have not truly come to understand and accept this gospel message. Personal, it's not intellectual, personal, holistic in your whole life. And it leads to the spiritual battle, which we're talking about here. 
Finally, <clears throat> the, last, uh, the last couple of verses, verse 25, if we live by the Ruach. You notice all this repetition? I warned you about this months and months ago. That's all Paul does. Shaul repeats, 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 repeats. Why? Because we're thick. We don't get it. We need to be reminded. If we live by the Ruach, let us also walk by the Ruach. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. The word provoking there is annoying to one another. <laughs> and it's a lead into next week's sermon in chapter 6. So fundamentally, living by the Ruach means day to day, walking by the Ruach, walking by the Ruach. Daily devotion, daily evaluation, daily devotion, daily evaluation. Why do we need to walk day by day? Because we live the world in the worlds we live in. We're constantly surrounded by sin. And our flesh is, is, is able to influence because of that. And we, if we're not strong in our commitment to walk in the Spirit, we will be led off the way. Your faith is a day-by-day relationship with God walking with him every day. I think it's exciting. Some of you have the most interesting jobs. I mean, one of the things I've never thought believers should do is cloister. Uh, you know, I think in the Christian community there are people that, that only go to Christian, Christian stores owned by Christian people and they live in Christian communes and surround themselves with, with a bunch of Christians. My mentality is supposed to be salt and light. Got to get out there. Got to get out there and be in the world and, and be, be not just in the world but actively engaged in the world in those areas in which God has given us ability. You know, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, how can we influence? How can we be a light in the darkness? Some of us, God wants us to really penetrate into some pretty darn dark places. Can't do it, though, if we're not walking in the Spirit, because we will get killed. Those dark places are spiritual battlegrounds. If we're not exactly being who God needs us to be in terms of our relationship with Him, we can't engage in those areas. We have to stay far away from those areas. Because the first temptation, boom, we're gone. Daily walk in the Ruach. Well, just a couple of points to end with here. Uh, how are you walking out your spiritual freedom? Remember, sin can't be passive. That's from a couple of weeks ago. Same thing. Sin is never passive. Maybe do an evaluation, a little, a little measurement. Go out and, and, and go home and write out, well, how is my inclination towards sins? What are the things that, that, that I know are under the surface, the sins that constantly get on me? All right? How passive am I toward that? You know, I mean, I remember uh, David and I talked a little bit about, about his military service in Iraq. And he said that he had a really good ear. Uh, and they, I think, if I remember right, he was used to uh, kind of listen for the sniper bullets or something, Right? Because he, you know, he was aware, you know, because if you're not careful, you get killed. That's what a sniper is there for. He's there to take out your head, basically, all right? You've got to be aware. Are you aware of the sin that easily gets you? 
And if so, how are you active in protecting yourself spiritually from that sin? How are you active in protecting yourself against that sin? Sin is never passive. Remember, sin is part of the spiritual battle. Go read uh, Ephesians chapter 6 again. You want to walk in the Spirit. Part of that walking in the Spirit is keeping your head clearly in the game, paying attention to that sin that is easiest for you to slip into and protecting yourself against it. All right? How goes the spiritual battle, though? Are you led by the Spirit? If you say, yeah, I want to I be led by the Spirit. I want to be in the Spirit, do everything through the Spirit, live by the Spirit. Okay, how are you cultivating the Ruach's fruit in your life? Do you recognize that out of your life should be coming this list of, of, of spiritual fruit? It's a big package. Give some thought to that. Are you giving into your flesh? Are you giving into it? Are, are, you, are you like, I, I kind of like to live my life for God, but I'm, I really, I'm, I'm not that committed. I would encourage you to consider, one, whether or not you're truly a believer. And if you say, no, I really believe, I've just got bad habits in my life, then get some help. <laughs> you know, the Spirit of God is within you to help you, but the Spirit of God has provided others in our lives to give us that strength we need as well. We need one another. Sometimes submitting to the Holy Spirit literally means also submitting to accountability from others, spiritual encouragement from other people. That's humbling. But that's, that's what the body of Messiah is for. That's what we're all necessary for. The last thing, what does walking in the Spirit mean to you? All right. And I always, you know, this is also left over. Are you sure what the way, that the way you understand what this means is consistent with the, what the Scripture teaches? I throw that out there because, you know, uh, again, so often in our environment in America, people that profess Yeshua faith are really not living radical lives of faith. God calls us to live radical lives of faith. I always used to say, if they start rounding up the Jews, I want to make sure that I am identifiably Jewish enough that they would include me, even though I believe in Jesus. All right? That's what it means to live Jewish life. You know, kind of what, what uh, Bob was talking about in his drosh. But if they were rounding up the believers, would you be recognizable? Would you be recognizable? Because remember, you know, it's not just people that titles of... It's like, if they were rounding up the troublemakers who were serious about their faith and relationship with God, would you be identifiable? If you're walking in the Spirit, by the Spirit, through the Spirit, and it's obvious in your work, in your home, in your neighborhood, that you are this Yeshua follower who actually takes his faith seriously, then yes. They would grab you. And that's okay. But if you think walking and being a believer is, yeah, it's just like I do it once a week. It's not important. I really don't read my scriptures. I really don't spend much time in any serious conversations with God. Let this, let this day be a day for you of determination. That today is the day you change. Today is the day you decide, I want to walk by the Spirit every single day. Every day I want to live my life for God. I want God to change me. I want God to be able to use me in whatever place he places me. 
I'm going to confess this to the Lord. I'm going to get serious with him, and I'm going to get help from other believers to encourage me. I encourage you today to make that choice if you know you've been struggling to walk in the Spirit. We're in a battle. We're in a spiritual battle. Let's make sure we are armed and ready for battle because the Lord our God has a work for us to do for him. Let's close in a word of prayer. God, we can thank you for the fact that you are God. You are the Lord our God. There is none other. And you have blessed us with the Spirit, your Spirit within us through our faith in Yeshua. Help us, God, to be sensitive to your Spirit within us, to its leading, to your leading in our lives. Help us, God, to, to think hard and to work hard toward walking your way through the power of your Spirit within us. God, I thank you for each individual in this congregation and how each one desires, in, in some way I know, to live for you, God. I pray that you would strengthen them through the words of this message and the words of this text. And that you would use us, God, together to be a testimony for those around us. We pray all this in Yeshua's name.